Stand by for action. Welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast, episode number two hundred seventy-one. I've been informed. Two seventy-one. Yes. Indeed. Yes. Assuming I'm, we course, put this, assuming we put this out in the right order, this would be two seventy-one. Yes. Assuming it's good enough and doesn't get thrown on the grist, the, the, the scrap heap. <laughs> it is one of those funny ones, right? Where we didn't have, we have some stuff to talk about, but we don't have a shit ton because yeah. you know why? Because there's no fucking gigs at the moment. Jesus. Well, and the thing is, when we don't have anything to talk about, sometimes that's when we go down the most rabbit holes, and they people, tend to go the longest. So. And people love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny. So yeah, it's it's we're we're reaching mid. Uh, well, I get towards mid February here. Sorry, no uh, uh, Valentine's Day special this year. Was that last year we did the Zach? Uh, or was that well, two years ago? We did a Valentine's Day special a couple years ago. That was the uh, the origins of Tender Tom. I can't remember if that was a year ago or two yeah, years ago. I'm glad Tender Tom's in the casket. Thank God. <laughs> um, but I, I actually, I am gonna. I'm not gonna talk about Valentine's Day, but I am gonna play Valentine's. Are you gonna Day. play Valentine's Day I'm songs? Play love okay. songs. Yes, I'm gonna play punk rock love songs from back well, in the day. I'm not. And <laughs> you know, you this, happens, this happens every year, and I don't know. If it's because towards the end of every year I listen to more poppy punk stuff, or if it's just the general gray, crappy weather of Michigan this time of year, even though we've had a couple sunny days, I must say. But I always, at the beginning of every year, find myself really drawn towards aggressive, angry music. So that's what I've been listening to. I guess that makes sense. Plus, Valentine's, the older you get, and you know you've been in relationships for years or decades or whatever. Yeah. The older you get, Valentine's Day just seems to lose all its fucking luster. I mean, I, I don't, don't you think? I mean, it's just a well, manufactured done, holiday. I haven't you know, done anything for my wife, and the fact of the matter is, I'll probably do a little something. We'll probably go to dinner or something. But I always like I get my daughter something, like mm-hmm. a little something, usually, and that's about it. Well, that's Dude. such a going out to dinner, is such a pain in the ass too, though, because it's well, just it's yeah, like yeah. going out, it's like going to an Irish place on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, everywhere's yeah, packed, right? Well, it was this year, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. I think we don't necessarily have to do it on the on the day of, but gotcha. uh, yeah, it'll be next Wednesday. It's a week today, right? Yeah, my wife usually goes out with her girlfriends on Wednesday. So <laughs> ah, there you go. I don't know if they'll still all go out, or if some of the husbands will, uh, you know, insist on. I mean, everybody in our peer group, dude, has been. Married twenty plus years, you know right. we're, we don't we don't have any newlyweds in our group. That you know, honestly, we might babysit so my son and his wife can go out. There you go. You know? yeah. We do that yeah. a lot. The baby's over here a lot, man. She's it's kind of it's kind of nice. She's never going to know a time without you know without grandpa. What's her name again? Finley. Oh, Finley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, no, that's cool. But you know, you were talking about no gigs. I actually did go to a gig, and it's. I, I didn't mention it earlier because it's sort of embarrassing. Oh, yeah, we have to talk about this, man. But, I'm, I'm intrigued. But he, so, so you know, we have a hockey rink in town. We have, a, like, a AAA hockey team, Grabbins Griffins. We have, like, an 11,000-seat arena. Who were they associated with? Uh, the Red, Red Wings. They're oh, the Red, Red Wings. Wings. Okay. AAA, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, 
it, Grand Rapids has always been a metal town. We get a ton of metal shows. There's a big metal festival in July. And, and uh, so my friend Chad, who you met, he came down to Logan. He came down to Logansport with me, and okay. I, and and anyway, he uh, he has this app on his phone called VetTix, I think it's called, because he was in the army for four years after high school, and it's this app where you basically, if you're a vet, it, depending on how much demand there is, sometimes you get into a lottery, or sometimes they just give you free tickets. So he was able to get free tickets to go see Disturbed and Falling in Reverse. Wow! And now I wouldn't pay a penny to go see that. But he, you know, we were like the four, uh, three of us older guys went, and he brought his kid, and we went. And you know, when I first started listening to music, you know, I've, I've been the first to admit punk was not my first love. I used to go to these big kind of arena shows like this, so every now and then I sort of enjoy the spectacle of it. Mm-hmm. There was so much fire, dude, so much fire. I don't know how they didn't burn that place down. Um, what do you mean? For, oh, you mean on the stage pyrotechnics. and stuff, or the pyrotechnics? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's, just, it's okay. such a different. It's just such a different world. But that being said, our free seats weren't very good. So you got me and Chad and Scott. Now Chad is not quite as big around as Scott or I, but he is tall and large. So we got it's we're, we're like freaking Vienna sausages in those, <laughs> those seats. You know, it's like so, here you go, here you I, go. I, I, got, I literally got bruises <laughs> on my like hips from sitting in these sitting in these chairs. But it was. It was just something we did for fun. Like I said, I didn't publicize it much because it wasn't, you know, it's, I, I, I don't know. It wasn't terrible. We didn't have a bad time necessarily. Mm-hmm. We didn't buy any of their $18 beers or, and we didn't really have any time to, like, make a big event of it. We just, well, there, what's showing? I was going to say, here you go. Thanks for your service. Have some shitty seats and an $18 <laughs> yes, beer. <laughs> exactly. Well, the, the funny thing is, because we were going to wait, we ended up getting tickets to go see Pantera in a, well, a week or two. Um, but they they weren't selling real well either, so they did like a sale, like twenty four bucks plus fees. So we got tickets to that for like thirty two bucks, hmm. which might not seem that cheap. But man, I just got tickets for that Bouncing Souls thing. You know, I got tickets for both nights. It's it's almost fifty bucks a night. That surprises me for Bouncing Souls for fuck's sake. That and that's a bigger me. that's a bigger venue. But I'll tell you what, we'll we'll talk about that later. Yeah, but yeah, I did. Later. So that's my only show that I've been to. Okay, well, tell me, because I... Okay, so Falling in Reverse, I know a little bit, because Lydia used to listen to them and show me me videos. Show me videos on MTV. And you know what? I'll I'll give them this. It was always... it was like Headbangers Ball from the late '80s, early '90s. There's like half half clad chicks, and uh, yeah, he's, he's like smoking and drinking and stuff. That runny guy, and uh, they were the videos were fun as fuck. There's cute cute Ooh. chicks, but um, Disturbed, I don't know at all. Come on, come on, come on, get up, come on, get down with the sickness. They were a big radio band. I knew hmm. without having followed them, I probably knew three quarters of the songs they played. Wow, at least at least half. They played a little long. They played like an hour and a half, and it was a little. Which is, I mean, I guess that's what you want when you're paying ninety dollars, like most people were to watch this crappy show. But uh, it was a lot of cliche, a lot of you know PMA nonsense. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, Ronnie Racky. I didn't. I don't know much about him either. I know they they put their records out on Epitaph, which of course was the big punk label that. Brad right. from Bad Religion started. I remember when he first signed them. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Because yeah, he was sort of a notorious uh, misogynist, and he, he, I think he went to jail for assault or something. Yeah, he was a gang or something. Yeah, some kind of so, gang so, problem. Something like that. So, but that being said, I've sort of enjoyed his annex. He's constantly running his mouth. 
I, I told you earlier, I think he might seriously be the last rock star. Yeah. Everybody's trying to be Bono now. Nobody wants to be freaking Vince Neil. You know? Somebody's got to get drunk and Not even Vince Neil wants to be to Vince Neil. <laughs> What's that? Not even Vince Neil wants to be Vince Neil. Yeah. Well, the thing with Roddy Racky, too, is, I mean, I, I, I can't get into the music. You won't see me buy a record. But it's kind of like a cross between, like, metal and new metal and glam metal. And, and he raps like Eminem sometimes. Which oh, I know dear. Oh, love. God. But, yeah, they play for, like, 45 minutes, I think. And it never really got boring. But I'll tell you what, they were a band who a couple years ago had to cancel some shows because he lost his laptop. Oh, I remember that because so it had all the backing you, music on it. That tells right? you how organic the band is. Yeah. You know, which <laughs> I remember a lot of old guys complaining about it. But the fact of the matter is, the more we learn about this stuff, the more we realize that there's everybody's playing the backing tracks, click tracks dropping the keys so they can hit the high notes. You know, there's a lot of shenanigans going on to keep these old guys on the road. I've heard Judas Priest's live stuff now. It must be down a whole step. I mean, it still sounds good, but it doesn't have that screechy Rob Halford. He's got more of a, uh, you know. Yeah. He sounds good, but he's maybe it's a half step, but it's definitely dropped. It's not the same key you hear it on the radio. Well, that makes sense, though. Right. So, makes sense. So, yeah, I'm so bored to tears that I'm going to metal shows. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then uh, you know what? I'm gonna play a song. All right. So go ahead. Yeah. It's not. A, it's not a metal song, but it's pretty ugly. So, one of the benefits of being friends with these guys who run record labels is sometimes they send you stuff, and I had never heard of this band before. But Mark from TKO sent sent us a record by a band called uh, No Time, and they haven't been around that long. They're from Pittsburgh. I think this is their second or third album, um, and they're kind of weird because the guitar is really rock and rolly not really distorted or anything but the singer just barks right has this really harsh bark yep so i know some people aren't aren't digging it i'm loving it um this you you commented on something uh, a while back on facebook about the lyrics was it this this wasn't the band no it was was death ridge boys was the one yeah it was death ridge boys oh the no time one i didn't the only thing i didn't like about the no time one that cover art looks like it was done by a five-year-old oh i love it it looks like a circus like a circus drawing or something the devil head the big devil head (laughs) um but the the thing out this band is the the, this band has more lyrics tend to be more like skinhead lyrics you know and i was kind of joking about that too like Man, it must be hard to be a skinhead because you're constantly getting betrayed. I've written 50 songs while being betrayed. (laughs) (laughs) And and knowing who your friends are, you know, standing your ground and all this. But no, anyway, this is a cool band, man. I I dig this record and I dig this song. So we're going to actually, this is one of the more rock and roll tracks on the record. And uh, so we're going to play, this is No Time, and this is the title track from their 2023 album on TKO Records called Suffer No Fool. I'm 
Time from Pittsburgh, PA, with uh, Suffer No Fool. Now, obviously, you've been listening to that a lot. Would that have made your best of 2023 if you'd uh, heard it earlier? Maybe. And I did hear it earlier, but I was just so busy writing and organizing other stuff, I never got to it. So, I, you know, and, and I, when people send us stuff, man, I always like to try to make them feel like they're getting a little something out of it, you know? Yeah. Just because, you know, Mark's been real generous with this. Pirates Press, I'm still on their list. I still get a lot of their stuff. We'll see how much they really love me. We'll see if they send me the new Cox Bar album or if I have to buy like everybody else. Right. I'm still waiting for my... Um, see, you and Alan both are going on about the new Drowns album. I don't I don't have it yet. So, okay, so uh, that's okay. So that's one thing I want to talk about. So we will hold on to that then. Because everything I'm playing... Okay. The first two songs I'm going to play tonight are for bands la- that I liked from last year that probably didn't get enough love from me oh okay and then i'm gonna play a couple of new songs from albums that just came out but we'll that like i said we'll talk about that in a minute too because what i want to talk about now is so as as slow as it's been and i'm gonna end february having gone to two metal shows and that's it march man holy cow yeah march is looking up march and may yeah right same here same here it's like there's nothing in april but march and may are great the only show on my radar in april is at the Pyramid Scheme, a band called Soft Kill is playing. You remember when we had oh, yeah. Ma- we had Mackie on? Yeah, we've now, played Soft Kill before, yeah. Soft Kill appears to me to sound like old, like The Cure or something. They're not a punk band by any stretch of the imagination. No, they're not, they're not, no. But if that's the, like, if there's nothing else going on, I'd pri- I mean, what's drop 15, 20 bucks to go see them play? And drink. At least at the Pyramid Scheme, PBRs, they raise their prices too. I think they're five bucks for a tall boy now, maybe four. Maybe it's four. Hmm. But anyway, we'll probably go over there and check that out, so assuming that things don't get jammed up. But yeah, in March, now I don't know that that Drowns date is confirmed, right? I haven't actually seen it's conf- that it's on It's on the Reggie's website. It is on the Reggie's yeah. website. Yeah. Okay. And it's on this. So and, and the sucks. funny thing about it that is, it's at the small side. It's not even on the rock club side. It's on the um, it's on cool, the though. music joint or whatever it's called side. So yeah, that's capacity. Wonder, what two hundred maybe? Yeah, a couple hundred. Well, I wonder if they have somebody on the other side, or the fact of the matter is, by themselves, they might not be. Right. Because when they played last year, they played with Flatfoot Fifty Six. Always plays a big. Yep. Matter of fact, so talk about March. So okay, so the Drowns are playing Reggie's on Thursday night, and I'm coming in for Saturday and Sunday night. And I just, it, it bums me out because this is going to be the second March in a row. I'm going to miss those guys. I'm hoping maybe I can catch a different show somewhere else. Um, but, man, I, I just can't do four days. I'm, gonna, I'm taking a week off in April to go on spring break, and then I got, like, August, I'm taking a bunch of time off. So I just don't quite have the have the time and time and money to come for that long, you know? Yeah. So... But yeah, the Friday and the Friday before, I don't know if we'll go or not. But the the Tossers, Chicago's finest, are playing the uh, Tip Top, which we've gone to the last two years in a row. It's like where they start their St. Patrick's Day tour the last couple of years. Oh, they draw tip. really well. They draw really well over there. They pack the place. And Tip Top would be great too to see. Yeah, it's to a good place this. to see a show. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Um, so, so yeah, and and then so I could so potentially. I'm going to miss the Thursday show, unfortunately, but I could potentially have gone Thursday to Drowns, Friday to the Tossers, then Saturday and Sunday to the Bouncing Souls, and then I've got tickets for Gary Newman on Monday night when I come back. Oh, that's Rampus. okay. So, so it's on the eleventh. That's the eleventh, yeah. Man, so you got yeah, you got th- three gigs, three nights. Okay, it's well, it's, yeah, it could, yeah, it's four. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. With yeah, with the tosses, yeah, yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Wow. And like I said, the tosses. I, I don't know. We'll see. We usually take our wives that have a pretty good time. Hmm. So pretend to be Irish. Now I've got um, something similar, but for me, so on Wednesday the sixth, Twin Temple is playing at the Metro. And Twin Temple, for those that don't know, it's like a. Uh, <laughs> they're like a they're like a girl a girl group, but they sing songs about the devil. It's Satanist Amy Winehouse. Yeah. It's a, is, is, yeah. is the best way to put it. Um, it's a, it's a, it's. I don't know if they're a, a husband and wife or whether yeah, it's brother true. and sister. I'm not quite sure, but nah. um, but yeah, I mean they're they're really Wait, so good. Where, where are they playing at? They're playing the Metro. So I they were one of the openers. I had to. Or I didn't have tickets, but I was going to go see Dancing last year. Play the whole first album, mm-hmm. and he had the weirdest opening acts because he had Behemoth, this really heavy death metal band, and then he had Twin Temple. And then he had Midnight, which is more like a Motorhead kind of a sound. But yeah, Twin Temple was one of the bands that was playing, so I, I checked them out. I'm like, this is really weird. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. for me, but uh, so I, yeah, funny. I, I wouldn't expect them to be on your radar necessarily. Yeah, I mean, I love it. I have their first album and their first couple of singles. They're actually worth a lot of money because uh, mm. they 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 do really limited releases and they never tour. So that's one of the reasons why I'm interested, they interested do now. in going. Yeah, I guess because well, they got a new album coming out. Hmm. So they're they're touring to release to do the new album. So I don't have tickets to that, but I'm seriously thinking about going. So that's on Wednesday. Then on Thursday it's the Drowns, which I'm definitely going to go to. Um, and then yeah, so Take then off. yeah, actually I've taken I've taken the Thursday and Friday off. So what day are you coming in? Are you coming in Saturday morning? Yeah, I think we're just going to Saturday. Okay. Um, Oh yeah, and and Alan wants to take us record shopping with the Drowns. I guess Alan I know, from uh, Doctor uh, Disc. Yeah, so I uh, will. We'll, yeah, I'll tell you what. If I hit the numbers, if I hit the numbers between now and then, or if I become disabled or something, I'll come down. <laughs> that should be a. That, I gotta go always, to work. I might as well go to work. Well, dude, you can always stay with me. It's not a problem. Um, yeah. But anyway, that's a Thursday, and then yeah, the Saturday and Sunday is Bouncing Souls, which I'm probably not going to go to both, but I'll probably go to one. Meet you guys down there. Yeah. Um, well, and like I said, we'll probably come hang out. Uh, you know, and we'll probably hang out Sunday afternoon or whatever. We go out to lunch. Yeah. And uh, do hang out a little better. Maybe go. I I do want to meet up with Alan. I know he's got some good stuff for us, so I do want to meet yeah. up with him at some point. And then I, I want to meet up with him before you meet up with him, so you don't get all the good shit out of his bag. No, I always leave you the good stuff because we we've got kind of different tastes, so it's okay. Um, yeah. Well, and, uh, and I I just I know he's got some classic, a couple of classics that he's. Oh, been holding on to. He, uh, he loves to shop for us. I don't want to ruin it for him. I, I know Flatfoot 56 is playing a show. Or like a, um, yeah, they're doing the Saturday night that the Bouncing Souls are there. Oh, they are? That's when they're doing yeah, Reggie's. Yeah. Okay, yeah. They had, some, they had some interesting sport bands too, but okay. And then towards the end of the month, um, I've got Adam Ant with uh, the English mm. Beat. Adam Ant and the English Beat. That's going to be a good uh, good twosome. So, so now uh, that's the middle of the week too. because Tuesday, yep. Yeah, because Alan said he had an extra ticket for that. I'm like, oh, it's just such a pain to come into town on a Tuesday. Yeah, for sure. It's a weird night. Yeah. Like a Thursday, a lot of times I could pull it off. I'd just go to work and I'd come back Thursday. Yeah, or, you know, or I'd, I'd 
work Thursday and then drive out, you know, go to the show and take Friday off or whatever. But man, that middle of the week, that's really tough. There's nothing more demoralizing than, okay, say I go to that. Say I work Tuesday, I drive out, I go to the show, crash at one of your houses. Then what? I drive home and then go back to work on Thursday? (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Can't stand the thought of it. And I'm interested to see Adam and even though I must say, I don't, I'm not an Adam and expert. I only know, I mean, I know a couple songs. I have like like a CD that's called I think Antics in the Forbidden Zone. Is that like a best of? It is a best of, yeah. Yeah. That's that's my total of my Adamant collection. So and, he's and doing, I remember Goody Two Shoes when I was little. Yeah. He's doing um he's doing Kings of the Wild Frontier, the classic uh, second mm. album. He's doing that front to back. And then he'll also he he does a great show, man. I've seen him a few times. He put he go mm. he plays for like two hours. So he'll do the album and then he'll do a greatest hits kind of set. You know, hmm. so now the interesting thing is this time it's at um, the Chicago Theater, I think. Like it's not a regular rock venue; it's it's hmm. a all seated, a little more upscale, huh? Yeah, upscale. So now the, the good thing about that is if you did want to go, you could drive home same night because it'll be done by like ten o'clock. Oh, but you remember, got I lose an hour. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. You gain an hour. Plus, and just because it's eleven o'clock doesn't mean there's no traffic getting out of Chicago either. <laughs> that's true. Uh, it's, yeah, it's in the theater district too, so parking well, down there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm tempted, but I gotta. You know, I always say, and I've said this before. If you've been listening to us for years, you've heard me say this before. There's three things I gotta never run out of. Time, money, and marital goodwill, and all these things <laughs> must be must be balanced. Yeah, so. you got a, you got the three balance going on there. But you know, it's funny. So we were talking about the, the the balancing souls thing. So I got I got four tickets. You know, two tickets for each night for Scott and I. I think it was ninety seven bucks for two, ninety seven bucks for two tickets. Which, man, that's a lot of money, right? For us for a balancing souls show, I think now, and and it's yeah. at the bottom lounge, which holds a lot of people. But I was telling you, I was looking face to face is doing something similar. Well, so the Baltic Souls are doing two classic albums each night, which right. is nice. So we're gonna see them two nights. This is probably the last time I ever see them, you know, unless they're something easy comes up. You know, I'm kind of feel like a lot of this stuff. I'm sort of doing a victory lap. You know, I'll catch them one last time or whatever, even though they're not nearly as old as you know. It's not like they're the UK subs or something. But uh, the face to face is doing something similar to Cobra Lounge, much smaller venue. I think only holds like three fifty. Mm-hmm. Uh, bottom line is like 800 yep. but they're only doing one album a night they're doing three nights in a row and it's 60 bucks a night that surprises me man so it's 180 bucks and I, I really love Face to Face and they're doing their first three albums which is what you'd want them to do but it's like man I, I don't know they better have some killer support and even the Bouncing Souls they haven't announced any support I mean they're not they're going to have some kind of an opening act right they're not just going to I would have imagined so, especially for that price. I mean, probably, I, that, probably that heavy metal band we saw open for Channel Three, <laughs> or like that, that the band we saw with two bases, or the guy in the banana costume. Oh fuck that! I, I, that's upsetting. Um, yeah, I would have imagined that should have been about thirty bucks. Yeah, I would think I would thirty think bucks would. tops. You know, maybe fifty bucks for both nights combined if you wanted to do both. One nights thing I will say: the fees weren't that bad because it was forty two fifty or something like that yeah. for the tickets, and they were less than fifty a piece. So. Yeah. Um, Man, some of these fees, they absolutely kill you. So anyway, yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to go to the... That's in May, that Cobra Lounge thing. And May's going to be real busy. Oh, the face-to-face one is in May? Okay, yeah. Yeah, because we're both going... You and I are both going to separate Social D Bad Religion shows, hopefully. Lord willing, Mike Ness hangs on. Yep. Um, and, and we got the Joey Ramone thing, which we don't have a... It's the weekend of the 17th, 18th. We actually don't have... 
details on that yeah we'll get them to you as soon as we can i'm sure a lot of people will want to come to this thing it's going to be it's going to be a good good thing so. well, I'm, well i'm hoping it's on the friday otherwise i have to miss it because the yeah. saturday, saturday is social day in chicago so yeah that, that does suck that's actually my birthday is the saturday hmm. so anyway anyway we're gonna have a good time one way or the other i oh. told neil, if neil can't make it i'm just gonna get some other old find some other old disgruntled british guy pretend to be neil that's nice thank you for the thank you for the loyalty well this is this is an event this is a, a punk die die event that's just kind of set in stone now i think it'll be annual maybe next year i'll be at the workers on them but well also just added um in may i think i told you about this a couple days ago uh, yes. stiff little fingers are playing the metro on friday the 10th of yeah may. they're playing the majestic in detroit too um, oh they are i okay. think the thursday okay which <sighs> I don't think it's. I don't think I'm gonna make it over for that. I, I have to, you know, gotta kind of pick and choose. So, and I, I've seen Stiff Little Fingers two or three times, and I like. I love him. I'd love to see him again, but I just don't think it's gonna happen. Well, they said they're not gonna tour again. I they saw said, that. They I said they that. might play the occasional. You that know, doesn't like mean they won't riot, play in Chicago, right? Riot. Well, they said they might play Riot Fest. They'll like play festivals and stuff. But um, well, I don't think it is anymore. I don't think he lives here anymore. Oh, no. I think he moved. Yeah, I think he moved on. Yeah, Jake so. Burns lived in Chicago for at least a decade, right? He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's probably got tired of the fucking taxes and the crime and all that shit. I don't blame him. Well, I mean... It's rough. I was going to say, the taxes in England are probably are in anywhere in Europe are higher, but yeah, the crime is probably a thing. Well, I think he, I think he moved somewhere else in the U.S. I don't think he's... Oh, is that right? He, he might have a home in Ireland too, but huh. I think he, I think he moved um, somewhere else. Yeah, to a different state, maybe Ooh, Indiana Detroit, or something. House, yeah, there you go. Detroit, you buy a house for like forty grand. <laughs> yeah, it is amazing. You get across that Indiana border, you know, an hour away, makes a big difference. But it would be weird, like you're, you just go into like Costco and there's freaking Jake Burns buying like a giant value pack of Guinness or something while you're <laughs> and a big bag of, and a big bag of chips looking at him these days like you uh, know you, poor, poor Glenn Danzig say what you will about him but you know it's like people love to like put pictures of him up grocery shopping or something like what, what's a guy supposed to do you know he's not that rich he's not Jeff Bezos he's got to do his own grocery shopping but he's also he's also not a wizard that, just, just, that doesn't need to eat but, like people treat him like he's a fucking like he's Satan himself and like he doesn't eat you know of course he has to go to the grocery store you know fuck I mean, I mean listen I mean he does does you know use a lot of shoe polish? There's a lot of shoe polish going to that hair, and he looks a little weird. But <laughs> all right, Neil, what? I'll tell you what. You want to? Yes. Is there any more more gigs coming up that you have scheduled? Like I said, I, I got a real busy March, and I got I got a couple things from May. I think that's it. Oh, and and uh, oh, I do have one in April. Kate Clover's playing the uh, fucking. Uh, Cobra Lounge, some, I saw some that. place I saw in that. April. So I'm going to go to that with Rick. We'll go to that. See if Kate remembers us like she did the last time. Um, and also towards the end of February, in a couple of weeks actually, uh, Space Age Zeros and Zoonoids are playing at uh, Beat Kitchen. Ah, so I might go to. It's on a Sunday. I might hmm. go to it. Um, if I do, I'll probably leave early, so I might miss Space Age Zeros again. Nothing personal, guys. <laughs> but sorry about that. Uh, it depends what time the show starts, I guess. I see that uh, Zonoids have been playing a little bit down here, like Kalamazoo and stuff, but they're doing like, I mean, I don't know if they're house shows, but they're definitely real small mm-hmm. kind of things. I probably should be going to them, but I've been struggling with motivation lately to go to these, like I said, once again, 
once the sun comes out, a lot of things change. So oh, that's no, that's true. It is and the weather it, breaks. I I will agree with you hundred percent there. Um, especially for me getting down to Reggie's or something, it has to be someone special for me to want to do that in the winter. You know. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I'm gonna play a song. Uh, Tom isn't blow, blow Tom, us away with one of your love songs. Tom's doing Tom comes out. Tom's doing very angry songs, but um, Laura said, "Why don't you do something for Valentine's Day?" Things that's going to come out about Valentine's Day. So I'm like, yeah, it's a good idea. I don't have anything else planned. So um, I'm going to do love songs. I'm going to do old school punk love songs. So um, starting off, I am going to do um, <laughs> the aptly titled Love Song by the Damned. Oh, there you go. So uh, yeah, enjoy everybody. Enjoy your Valentine's Day. Snuggle up with that special someone. Oh, <sighs> shit, I might be turning it to Tender Tom. That's, that's disturbing. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, how do... that one and if you don't yeah uh, don't know why you're listening to this show that was uh that was the damned of course from their classic first album no it wasn't on the first album oh it was from machine gun Etiquette, wasn't yeah, it it was oh, i'm glad i didn't go <laughs> third full album glad i didn't go full tender tom there <laughs> yeah well tender tom's kind of retarded so you he's know a, it's fine a, you know he's just he's is is the love that takes over his brain he's kind of a poser so i think he's more you know Barry, he's more into very white than the thing is, is you know, when you're when you're too in love you don't have enough blood in your brain because it goes to other parts of your body. So, <laughs> yeah, he's he's at home listening to Barry White all the time, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Barry Manilow. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the uh, the other thing I find intriguing, 
and, uh, and this this is I think lead us to a different topic of conversation. Mike is having a book signing. Mike, the morning. Mike at Loud Pizza. Oh, yes, is having a book signing the the same day as the first Bouncy Soul Show, March the 9th, Saturday, early, like noon or twelve thirty or something. D. Snyder is going to be a loud pizza. Yeah, D. Snyder from uh, Twisted Sister. Twisted Sister. He's not going to take it. God damn it. Well, it's and it's and he's. I, I guess he's selling a fictional book that he wrote. Oh, okay. And he's signing it, and of course, Mike's. And and, and I got to tell you, I think that's a pretty good get, right? Or it is, I, a, it is or a good is get. He, like, is his star faded to the point where nobody cares anymore? I bet you would be very surprised. I bet that place is going to be fucking packed. Well, you know, because you think a lot of dads would bring their kids in there or whatever, right? Because, like, the average Twisted Sister fan's probably older than me. Right. Like, the average, the, the peak Twisted Sister, you got to be, like, almost, like, mid-50s now. What would that be, like, 83? Yeah, 82? early 80s. Yeah, yeah, 82, 83. They were, they were right after, like, Quiet Riot and all that. Yeah, I mean, but they, they were actually older. The band was older. Um, I think they started even in the mid-70s, maybe playing the rock circuit. Um, D, of course, you know... Uh, got a lot of credibility with a lot of people when he talked to Congress about the PMRC. For the kids who don't remember, there was a group called the uh, Parental Music Resource Center, and they were those nice stickers that used to be on the record or sometimes on the record that say the records have objectionable language. That was their work. It was Al Gore, future Vice President Al Gore's wife, Tipper. Tipper. Yep. It was bipartisan, don't get me wrong, but just to say, you know, those of you who think that liberals don't like censorship they do they like it a lot especially especially these days fuck yeah yeah. but uh but anyway d went to congress and man you know he's got this long long blonde hair and he looks like a a biker or whatever but he just spoke very eloquently about the importance of free speech and and it was really inspiring so i was always a big admirer of his now in recent years he's become kind of a putz (laughs) and he's become one of these guys well Free speech, you know, free speech, but but maybe not hate speech or maybe not, you know. I'll tell you what, man. Donald Trump is the most important figure of the 20th century, 21st century, because it's he's made a moron out of a lot of people, including himself. But you know what I mean? People who just lost their minds over, over him. And so now, you know, even free speech, well, you know, free speech, but, you know. So anyway, I, I, I he's... He's not. He, he's, he's a little bit tarnished to me more than he used to be, but I still, you know, I got a lot of respect for the guy. He's not going to take it. He wants to rock. <laughs> he does, I think that's about it. Right? I think that's about the only two songs I. He's going to burn yeah. in hell. He's going yeah. down, down, down. So, the, so it brought up an interesting question to me, and I'm not saying that he's been offered to us, and I'm not saying we could get him or that Mike could get him for us or anything else, but nothing to do with punk, right? I mean, the furthest thing from punk. But if we had an opportunity to talk to him. We'd almost have to take it, wouldn't we? I agree. Um, yeah, I think so. Because I bet, even though he wasn't in a punk band, I bet. I mean, they're from New York, right? Yeah. So, I'm betting like I said, had, starting out like mid seventies. And I bet, yeah, the seventy six. I'm looking here. Um, but they must have had run-ins with the Ramones. They must have done. Sure. So, Dick I bet Taters, he, I, Dad Boys, yeah, all that, right? I bet. I bet he has lots of stories about that stuff. So he probably might be a really interesting guest. You know. Well, and like I said, the free speech thing is interesting. It's kind of universal. Okay, so because you had one, man, I I think we can jinx it now because it's not going to happen, right? You had a guy that really wasn't punk-related at all, but we thought we were going to get him on, your famous MTV DJ, VJ. Yep, that's right. Yeah. And uh, so it's it's an interesting 
thing to me, because obviously most of our guests are punk or punk adjacent, but I guess we'd probably be willing to give up a little bit of that if it was somebody we thought was interesting, right? Well, again, I I think um, it was Ricky Rackman from uh, MTV Headbangers Ball, and um, I had kind of a contact with him back in the day, because for a while in the um, mid-90s, or or actually late 90s, early 2000s, he was producing, he had a skateboard company, small skateboard company, so we uh, wrote emails back and forth back in the day, so I kind of had a little bit of contact with him, but... um, yeah, even though he was more known for a headbanger's ball and stuff, you know that he had to have, again, I'm sure he had contact with the Ramones, I'm sure he knew a lot of punk-adjacent sure. bands or punk bands, I'm sure he was, you know, and he probably appreciates a lot of that music, so I think he'd be a great guest. I think he'd yeah. be a really fucking fascinating he, guest. At one point, we kind of thought it was, he, he, he agreed to it, it just couldn't be worked out with the details, and that's, that's a frustrating thing, because we've had a lot of guests like that, where we've right. had some... And sometimes maybe it's our fault, but I, I think in general, it's and you know people are busy and well, if, know, maybe, maybe he listens. Maybe some of these people are like, oh yeah, yeah, and then they listen to us and like, yeah. Well, no, he yeah. was. In, it was. It was when he was in the middle of he did a spoken word tour yep, yep, of like small tour. venues. So I just think he was away from home and he was just too. You know, we we just yeah. couldn't get it organized. So I bet if I reached out to him again, maybe he'd do it. Yeah, he maybe he doesn't have much going on. But no, it is an interesting topic because you were also offered. Um, Shit! What's his name? Michael Monroe. Michael Monroe. And now, well, I, I wasn't I, necessarily I, offered it, but he was in. He was in. The publicists were out promoting that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Demolition twenty three album, which yeah. Neil and I both it turned out to absolutely love. Yep. And we, we would, in hindsight, we wish we would have got him. He's Swedish or Finnish or something. Finnish, I believe. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I, that would have been a great get. I think that's a that's a shame that yep. uh, we didn't do it. The other one that we always kick around and we always kind of talk about, not once again, he's not been offered to us, but I suspect we could probably make it happen, is Mikhail Graves. Oh, well. The reason I asked about that is because somebody reached out to me and said, hey, should I book this person or should I be involved with this person? I said, well, you got to kind of read your audience. I mean, obviously, he's, you know, the last couple of years, he's involved with the Proud Boys and all that stuff. But the fact of the matter is, you pretty, I'd pretty much want to talk about the taking over the Misfits, misfits. singing job, yep. right? His yep. politics are not that big. I mean, we get into it a little bit, I guess. I'm not. We're not here to give people a platform to proselytize, and that includes you, freaking people who are so liberal, you want to burn everything down too, and then people who are, you know, fascists or anything else. We don't want anything to do with any of it. So. He'd be see. I wonder if he'd even want to talk about that. He might not even want to talk about the Misfits years. He might want to talk about the fucking five thousand solo CDs he's put out over the past uh, see, the ten years. That, that's the one thing that everyone agrees no one no one wants to talk about. Right. Um, but it's one of those things. I've seen like clips on YouTube from like, shows in. He seems to do really well in Mexico. <laughs> The there place, you go. The place looks fucking packed. These big places look packed. Is, is he just um, doing his acoustic thing? No, he had a full band. Oh, and, yeah, okay. and he had his Misfits makeup on and all that stuff. So it was, uh, hmm. you know. But oh, now, but, yeah, but now he's doing acoustic stuff, right? He's doing an acoustic. I think he's been doing that for years now. Yeah. And I, at least I don't, really don't know anything about it. We had a, our last guest seemed to intimate that he'd always had those, yeah, always had some political leanings and the people who knew him kind of always knew about it, but. But once again, I don't really care that much. But yeah, if he doesn't want to talk about misfit stuff, then I'm not really very interested in talking to him. Right. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, but that, but yeah, uh, it, it, it is it is interesting. But I think yeah, I think we can certainly get out of the just the punk zone for some of the interviews because I bet everyone's got great stories. And in fact, that, that comes to something I want to talk about. Um, I was just looking for stuff to watch on TV. Yeah. Do you want me, hey, you want let me play a song? Okay, yeah, play a song. Sorry, yeah. We're having long, long, long segments here. Yep. All right, Neil. This is the Deathridge Boys, yes. and I must say. Calling yourself, you know, in your promotional materials, calling yourself anti-fascist rock and roll is sort of pretentious. Oh, is there yeah. is there like a lot of pro-fascist rock and roll bands out there? I mean, if they are, they're playing in somebody's backyard in Kentucky or something, right? Yeah, I think. Anyway, I think, I, I think, I think Screwdriver guys, broke think, up a while ago. Yeah, I'm going to say that their hearts are in the right place, and I'm going to say that they really are a boots on the ground type of band. And uh, so, yeah, this is this is Death Ridge Boys. This is another TKO record. Just came out last year. And which song did I pick? You know, not all right, right? Yeah, not all right. Yeah, not all right. But anyway, another harsh, hard band. You throw the record on, like, oh yeah, this rocks. And like I said, it's it's very political. It's it. Well, political um, in like a retarded thirteen-year-old way. I don't so. think it's that bad. I don't think it's like <laughs> anti flag. I don't think it's like anti flag bad. But uh, anyway, I, I dig it. It's good music. I didn't really pay a ton of attention to the lyrics. I just liked some harsh, angry hostile music i think they're from oregon so yeah another tko record this is death ridge boys not all right
All right, Death Ridge Boys there with Not All Right off of the album. (laughs) Off of the album. I mean, seriously, man. I mean, I know you said you don't listen to the lyrics very much. I did on this one for some reason. I just just haven't with that one. The album is called Too Much Bullshit. And like every every song is just ridiculously, like, it's like he, I don't know, it's like he just graduated high school or something. And uh, now he's super right on. He's going to tell you how much he hates everything. He hates hates robots. He hates this. He hates that. He hates this. (laughs) I'm going to play a band later that's. I'm going to play a band later that's very angry still, and they're they're older than we are, so or older than I am at least. So well, that's fine, uh, you know. But angry, anyway. angry, angry dudes. And also, I, I could just, I couldn't make out what the cover on this one was. There's like a yeah, deer. it's like foggy with a deer or something. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. it's 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 fucking weird. I don't know. But anyway, so the, yeah, that was another TKO thing. Thank you. Uh, Mark, that was very cool of you to send it. One of us, one of us appreciates it. Mark. It's funny. Mark always says to me, he goes, "I'd send you more stuff, but I don't know what you like. I just can't figure it out." Just <laughs> like anything. He's I do. Fussy, I like. He's I like. A fussy, he's a fussy, fussy man. I like lots of. But the funny thing is, Tom, tonight you're the, like the angry one, and I'm the one playing love songs. It's that's pretty. That's true. That's true. But anyway, the, I'm sorry. You know, you're talking about. I believe you're talking about watching television. Oh yeah. So it was about the what kind of guests should we get, right? So last night it was just flipping through, and if I if there's nothing, if I can't find a show to watch, sometimes I'll just flip on YouTube. Maybe to find a music, you know, a music video or a live gig or something like that. Mm. And I just happened to see it was a recent Peter Hook, you know, bass player from Joy Division. Yep, yep. Who's been carrying on the legacy and yeah, playing all those albums? Yeah, with the light. Yeah, his band, the light. Is, does Joy Division? Yeah, P- Peter Hook and the light. Does is Joy Division is still around? It's I'm not sorry, not Joy Division. No, New Order is still no. around in some form or no? Well, not with Peter Hook. There was a very, very uh, yeah, yeah. But I think uh, there split. is like like the band still exists, right? I don't know. Yeah, they should fuck off. I. Got no I mean, I never see him playing, and Peter Hook's playing all over the place, playing like yeah. whole albums. Yeah, Peter, I mean <laughs> Peter Hook. I mean Peter Hook was the fucking heart of the band. Barney can screw himself. Um, but anyway, uh, Peter, spoken like a true bass player. Peter, <laughs> Peter Hook. So it was really interesting. He was being interviewed by these three Australian dudes. I guess the light is going on an Australian tour, right? Okay. So he was being interviewed by these three Australian dudes, and. Um, it it was it was very it was funny it was like as if we had a third person, mm. but they, but they just don't like to talk talk so there was this third person that didn't say a fucking word throughout the entire interview it was very, it was very weird but anyway that's how so you know we jumped a shark we're like oh, we're, we're we're starving for ideas we yeah. got to bring in a third person yeah um so but it was a good interview Ten, the, tender Tom is our third person the the, t- the two guys doing the the two guys doing the interview were older and they'd been like Joy Division New Order fans for like decades and stuff so that that was interesting but Peter Hook man when you get him going he just would not shut up he'd be a great mm. guest because he just you just have to le- lead him with one question and he talks for 20 minutes about well, how he send, got him, his, send him an email Neil about how he got his bass sound about how he loved Didi Ramon so we loved how low he played the bass so that was the first mm. thing he did when he bought a bass guitar is we doubled up the straps and he was playing strap, it low yeah. and he got his bass sound from um jj burnell from the stranglers Ooh. and uh, he was yeah i mean it was a really interesting interview but the one thing he said which i was like taken aback by was one of the australians to, to, to kiss up was like oh and uh you know uh, a lot i know in the early days you just wanted to sound like a, a punk band and you know you love the sex pistols but you know but then you did uh the first joy division album unknown pleasures and um so now which album do you think is more important never mind the bollocks or unknown pleasures 
Yeah. And to me, the answer to that one's obvious. It's fucking never mind the bollocks. I'm sorry. It, yeah. just, it just is. But Peter Hook was like, oh no, I think I think uh, Unknown Pleasures was a much more important album than uh, than Never Mind the Bollocks. And I'm like, ah, oh, really? Well, I kind of wanted to have him on, but now I don't think I do. <laughs> well, overall, I don't think it's had the influence. I mean, it's an influential album. Oh, it's an, oh no, yeah, it. no doubt, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. But yeah. bollocks, but bollocks changed everything i mean it's a, it, well, you, know, you can be a rock fan and, and love never mind the bollocks i mean you know lots of yeah. metal bands cite that as a big influence yeah. you know whether True. it be jonesy's guitar work or the songs are just fucking amazing nothing nothing against joy division you know i love joy division to death but i don't think you can say unknown pleasures was a more important album than never mind the bollocks mm. but uh anyway well, a, go get him neil go go get him yeah, if for some reason, because he talked a lot about those early punk days and about, you know, playing. Uh, seriously, he was a great interview because he's like, yeah, we're in Joy Division. We were off at this headlining show in Oldham and like when we just changed our name to Joy Division from Warsaw. And uh, we played this club in Oldham and there was nobody there, like nobody, nobody showed up. But they played the gig anyway, and they played in Huddersfield once for one person. And so it was just, he was just, real, you know, all these stories were great. You know, so it was just, uh, it was, it was interesting. Uh, I would, if you're bored one night and I've got nothing to watch, look up that. I think the podcast. It's on YouTube or what? It's on YouTube. Yeah. The podcast was called, <laughs> the podcast was, is called Known Pleasures. So there were obviously big Joy Division spankers, Ah, right? this was their highlight of their lives. Yeah. So, um, huh. but it was, it was, uh, it was entertaining. And like I say, he was a, he was a great guest because he was always known as the hard man of the band. Like, um. You know, if anyone was giving like him the trouble, yeah, he'd be right in. Yeah, he'd, ah, be, he'd be steam in and stuff. But he seems like the nicest, nicest guy in the world right now. So yeah, it's all good. So, the, you know, the show that I've been watching because I have Apple TV temporarily. It is my, great. They got some great shows on Apple TV. My, my son got it to watch something. I don't know what. Probably the Godzilla thing. Knowing him, the little bit. He's watching that. He, I know he was watching that, but I think it expires at the end of the month. But how about? Ted Lasso, Neil. Have you watched Ted Lasso? Seen the whole thing, yeah. So, I am just started the third season, and I must admit, it's kind of bogging me down, but the first season was absolutely hilarious. Mm-hmm. But it's like yokel Midwestern guy who goes to coach so- foot- football in England, right. and uh, just the way the fans treat him and the way they act, and I, 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 don't, I don't know if you could speak to the fact that, is, it, is that fairly accurate of being a fan of a second tier team do you think um it's funny show because some things in it were incredibly accurate and some things were incredibly inaccurate so um it was uh but i i enjoyed the show the funny thing is my team which is leeds united we actually employed an american coach last year oh there right? so yeah um jesse no that, is that is that premier league yeah when we were in the Premier League, but then he got us relegated, so he was fi- ah. he was fired within the first year. Well, it's funny. My son said, "Why don't they do that with baseball?" You know, you know the Tigers. The, the, yeah. uh, uh, traditionally, not always, but they've been really bad. They definitely. Be, I'm like because the AAA teams. So the Tigers, like AAA team, is Toledo Mudhens. They they don't have like a stadium the equivalent. You know what I mean? So even these second tier football teams had to have like big. Stadiums that can handle like praying no, in the Premier League. No, it's funny you say that, and that's not true because this year Leeds went down, but one of the teams that came up because three teams go down every year, and then three teams get uh, get promoted up to up to the Premier from the Championship to get their asses handed to them. Well, and also, but one of the teams is a team called Luton, which is a city uh, a town just on the outskirts of London, and mm. um, 
they were out of they were basically out of professional football just like five years ago and they've gone up the leagues and got promoted and their mm. stadium only holds like 17,000 people it's mm. fucking tiny and they had to do after they got promoted they had to do all kinds of um, all kinds of work on it just to get the cameras in you know the Premier League cameras and mm. set it up for video replay and shit like that so you know there are pretty small teams in the Premiership mm. yeah yeah, you gotta have the luxury boxes. You gotta have all that stuff now, man. You gotta have all that if you want to make well, money. Well, Amer- American football, you do. So I was. To- it's funny. I was talking to people at work about that the other day because they were saying, "Yeah, it'd be funny if we had that in the NFL." And I was like, "Yeah, the bear, the Bears would be playing in the Canadian Football League, and like the Saskatchewan Rough Riders would be the Bears would be playing the-, the Canadian Football <laughs> yeah. League. The Michigan Wolverines would be playing in the NFL." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be. It would make the end of the season a lot more interesting. Because teams, yeah. are, and that's actually true in the Premier teams League. Teams that are playing out of string and just suck. Exactly. So, um, I mean, so the Premier League, I know you don't know that much about it, but normally there's like one or two teams that win the Premier League every year. Going in, you know pretty much who's going to win it all. But the thing that's almost more interesting is which three teams are going to get relegated. So that's where all the drama comes in towards the end of the season, is which mm. three teams are going to go down. So everyone's playing their asses off because they don't want to get relegated, right? So there's none of that tanking, you know, with half the season to go to get a better draft choice. So, yeah. Anyway, Ted Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. It's an okay show. There are some episodes that are really funny. There are some episodes that are complete bullshit. It's uh, interesting. Getting to be a little too much Keely. She's pretty cute, though. Yeah, she's pretty cute, but she's she's English cute. Like she's got a weird overbite or something. So <laughs> she's sucking on a lemon. I'll tell you what. Why don't you play another song there, Tender Neil? That's uh, enough football, enough sports talk, probably. Even though my Lions, of course, lost yeah. last Sunday too to the Forty ers after having a pretty good lead at halftime, they came out and shit the bed as they're prone to do. Still, overall, good year. Yeah, good, great year for the Lions. Good, good year for Lions fans. Yeah, I was, now, ta- I was happy the 49ers won. Was the beginning of something, or was that the close, just like tasting of the edge of success? I don't know. I was happy the 49ers won because they actually own my my soccer team. They, the 49ers oh, right? own Leeds United, yeah. So oh, Great. But anyway, talking about Keeley, if Keeley was uh, here sitting on my lap right now, I'd ah. probably say to her, hey baby, I love you more. So this is going to be the Buzzcocks with uh, Love You More. I'm in love again Been like this before I'm in love again This time's true, I'm sure Don't wanna end up like a nine-day wonder To always love you more Love you more It's my heart again That drives me so wild I just can't explain Although I'm not a child
Okay, that was Buzzcox with Love You More, which, let me think about it, that was their first, second, third, fourth, I think their fifth single, something like that. Yeah, they, mm. put out, they put out a string of classic singles from, like, in 77, 78, just classic. Well, you know, because you've got singles going steady, right? Yes. And that's, uh, that's, that's all those singles combined. They're all fucking great, so. So, 2024, Neil. Yes, sir. I gotta tell you, I cannot remember a year that had such a strong January for new releases. Yeah, you were saying that, so um, I'm well, interested he, because I I don't I've already got one that I really like. So yeah, tell so, me more. Tell I mean, me more. Doc Rotten, right? Doc Rotten, yeah, exactly. Doc Rotten is, but here's the thing: it's just nothing ever good usually comes out in January or February, right? So, well, at least very little, yeah. So the other one that came from from out of nowhere, I'm gonna play a song later. The old Connecticut hardcore band, The Piss, put out a new album. Their last album, 1995. Holy shit. Now, they've been playing sporadic like shows, reunion shows or whatever. It's not like it was... But it caught me by surprise. Well, I shouldn't say that because the label Havoc Records, I buy from their distro pretty regularly, and they uh, were teasing it for, I don't know, a month at least. But but yeah, so dropped a new album after 29 years. I'm, I'm very into that. I don't know if you like that or not. Um, it's very political. They're very uh, animal rights, which is not one of my causes. But the fact of the matter is, I can respect people are passionate about that kind of stuff. I can respect it. You know, you're an animal over yourself, even though you still wear leather and eat delicious steak. <laughs> but uh, they want you to give all that up. And they're they're very much anti corporate, very much the anarcho kind of kind of band. And uh, is it the, know, is it the same guys in the band, or is it a bunch of younger guys and one guy? Player, at least the guitar player and the singer. Hmm. I don't know the necessarily the names of the rhythm section, so I don't want to say, but I bet you it's all old guys. Hmm. Interesting. Um, so that so that came out the nineteenth of January. Doc Rotten, I think, came out the twelfth or the fifth of January, and then on February second, Pirates Press, who's back in the day, like ten years ago, Pirates Press. 90% of what they put out was like street punk, you know, mm-hmm. San Francisco bands, hard street punk bands. But they've really, I think, concentrated the last 10 years on diversifying and they do reggae stuff and they do, you know, they've done some kind of indie rock stuff. They've done a lot of stuff, honestly. So they don't, it's, they still do a lot of the street punk stuff, but they've dropped two, two street punk albums by newer bands that are kind of a shuffling of the old guys from that San Francisco scene. You know, probably like The Reducers and mm-hmm. I know Street Justice and Harrington Saints and all these. And uh, one of them is called The Complicators and they just dropped their self-titled album. They had two EPs out before that. And the other one is called Brigada Vendetta, which I know is the singer for the Harrington Saints. I love his voice, even though I Harrington Saints lyrically kind of irritated me sometimes, or I always I, I liked them, but sometimes I thought their politics got a little too preachy. And I guess that's the line for me when it comes to the politics: is do I feel like I'm being preached at, or do I feel like you know what I mean? It's some some bands like you disagree with them, but you like respect them, and other bands you disagree with them, and you feel like they're just pissing down your neck. I don't know. I, don't, I guess I don't. I know the difference when I hear it, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, so like yeah, and then and then next weekend, I think it's the seventeenth or next Friday, not this Friday, the new drowns comes out, which I figured you'd have yours by now. The pre the uh, review copies went out quite a while ago. I probably had it for a better part of a month. 
Yeah, rub it in there, buddy. Boy. But I got black. You're going to get the fancy one. I am. Yeah. But, you know, I struggled a little bit with Lunatics. I came around to liking it, definitely. That was the six-song EP from, like, two right. years ago. But it, because it was just such a drastic change from the Under Tension, which I loved. Um, and this is more of that, more of the rock and roll style. But whatever it is, just I don't know if it just took me time to get used to it or what, but I'm, lo- I'm loving this record. It is a big, it's a big rock and roll record. Not really much anything punk about it, but... Um, so know, the, the only Gary, Gary Glitter, the Sweet, you know that kind of stuff. But man, it's good, really, really well done. The only songs I've heard off of it, uh, there was like a couple of singles. I get blacked out was one. Yeah, that's and then that's right, yeah. just the way she goes. I think was another one. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if that's, that's on the one. album. Okay, that's on the album. Okay, yeah. so I've heard those two. I haven't heard anything else because unlike Tom, I'm not on the Pirates Press. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, man. I, I I will have a review ready by the time it comes out. But there's the 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 closing track on this thing is just the rev and a piano hmm. singing a song called "Born to Die in New York City," and it's it's un, unlike anything they've done before. Is it a cover? I don't think so. Hmm. But it's. It maybe you know maybe it is, but I don't. I didn't think so. If it is, I haven't heard it. It's either about Johnny Thunders or Didi Ramon. I'm not sure. Okay, but it's it's. I'd be curious what you think. But I'm like, wow, that is a real potent, real potent song. Like I said, just just piano and and rev, singing like he's gonna freaking throat's gonna fall out of his neck. Well, he looks like he's changed his look too. Rev, yeah, he's, he looks he looks different now. Yeah. Well, we'll have to like I said, you have either him or Andy on to talk about the new record. Probably sooner rather than later, actually. I think Andy. Yeah, I, I think I'll reach. I think Andy yeah, reached out, out Andy. already. I, so I try and get him on next week. I think. Well, last time we had Rev on, I had been talking to Andy because when I first talked to Andy, he wasn't real comfortable with it. But I think he's been getting more comfortable with the idea of doing some of that that type of stuff, the promotional type stuff over yeah. the last few years. And I was talking to him about it, and you went and went and booked Rev while I was talking to him. <laughs> so, right. So. No, yeah, we definitely want to talk about that new record. But yeah, that's uh, so. Well, I'm just saying, I have like five records in my pocket right now that are all legitimately could be, you know, top ten well, material. And the fact that it was, it was June last year before I was at five or six. Well, and then when is the when is the new Coxbar album supposed to come out? That's gonna yeah, be soon, right? Pretty soon too. Which I know a lot of people are gonna be like, oh, they're seventy years old. But I'll tell you, the last Coxbar album was fantastic, which is called Forever. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was. So those guys, those guys, issues. those guys don't put a step wrong. I'm sorry, those guys. No, are great. I, I agree. And and yeah, their '90s stuff was great. Their 2000s stuff was great. It's it's uh, you know they probably benefited from the fact that when a lot of the bands were sort of changing style to try to modernize, they were hardly active. So they never made like a album that wasn't a punk record. You know, right. they never made a they never made a I don't know I don't know that, those kind of bands. I don't know what they could do, but you know. Cockney Rejects did some horrible music. They did some horrible metal. Yeah, they you know, did some rock, rock, I should Sh- say. Sh- yeah. Sham 69 did some horrible music. You know what I mean? All those bands <laughs> had some serious missteps. Talking about Sham 69, that's one of the that's, that's one of the coming up gigs in March, but it's the uh it's the fake Sham 69 playing a cover, yeah. so I'm not I'm not going to that. The American gonna... Sham. So so I've never seen Sham 69 Neither any, have I. Neither in have any I. form. Okay, so I would like to see them. Yeah, but not this one, not this completely fake version. Right? 
Otherwise, it's um, basically just a cover band. It's basically just a cover band, you know? I don't know. Pretty much, once again, we've had this argument before. Pretty much every punk band at this point is just a well, cover yeah, but, band. Yeah, but, but at least at least if it had, like, the you know, Jimmy Percy or what the original Parts guitarist Percy, or something. Right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that Percy, would be yeah. a bit different. But this is a guy that was in one of, like, the bass player in one of the reform- reformed lineups or something, yeah. you know? I think they're American-based, right? I'm not sure. I don't think so. I think they're no. still UK-based, but, um, hmm. yeah. But, but yeah, I, don't, I haven't seen that. any tour dates. I just see that Chicago show. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I probably won't be making it to that one either. Yeah. That's the cool. other thing, and I can't divulge any I can't divulge any date or any names because we're not we haven't been approved to do this yet, but I was thinking I probably wasn't going to make it to Savage Mountain this year. I have always have a kind of a conflict because it's always the same weekend as like our Coopersville Summerfest thing, which I know is not a big deal, but I think my wife's kind of bummed out that I'm gone every year during it. Um, so I was thinking, ah, I'll probably sit it out this year. Uh, last year, I enjoyed it very much, but there wasn't really any bands that like were must-see for me that I hadn't seen before. Doc Rotten, though, right? Yeah, Doc Rotten. Doc Rotten's great, but they're a younger band. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, oh, I, I see what I, you're saying. I, yeah, I yeah, yeah. Catch yeah. Up with another one. And like I said, I can't give the names, but Jerry dropped four names on us of they're definitely going classic punk although there's going to have some serious classic punk including a couple bands that I really would love to see that I'd never seen before and one that I could see every year and be happy so I'm probably going to do that again um, we'll probably be official sponsors again um, you'll have to let me know who that is because I don't remember him saying that or being excited by anything he sent so no? you'll have to let me know well, there's, yeah, there are definitely some just classic East Coast bands, and uh, oh. and one, uh, well, I don't want to give anything away. Like I said, we're not. Yeah, just I, let me I, know. When the I'll time try. comes, I'm sure he'll let us know. I think they're interesting bands to play that play that festival. But anyway, I think it'll I think it'll draw really well. I think they'll draw really well, especially. You don't think we'll be blackballed after our um, after our hate mail and our? No, I don't think so. Oh, I don't think we'll be blackballed. Hate, uh, speaking of hate mail, seventy seven to Gmail. Look at that Facebook group, of course, where you get a hold of us. If you want some stickers, send us a message, send us an email. We still got some stickers. Yep. Blah, blah, yep. blah. Yeah, do all that regular stuff. You guys know all that um, stuff. So you were talking about Complicators and the Piss. Do you want to play something by one of those bands? Yeah, let's play a Complicators song. I'll save that Piss song for last. Um, This was one of the early singles that they released. Um, so this this complicated record it's got a lot of angry songs it's not not real political it's more personal there's a couple, maybe a couple of political songs on it but uh you know older guys sort of i think appreciating where they're at in life and i'm sure they're blue collar dudes you know i don't think they're getting rich playing the complicators but uh you know some good songs about you know being appreciative like i said and this and you know appreciating life and this this song is uh about how things can change in the blink of an eye, Neil. So this is the complicators for their self-titled LP just came out. This is blink of an eye.
Complicators there from um, San Francisco? Yeah. Um, Pirates Press, right? Yep. Okay, yeah. With Blink of an Eye. So, yeah, I don't... I, I, mu- I know I must have listened to them before, because I know they were one of those... When we used to get uh, the torrent of um, flexies from Pirates oh, Press. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I know there was one, because I recognize... I'm looking on Discogs, I recognize the picture they on it. A, so I know, they I must have, have a self-titled 7-inch... And then they had a split with a band called Empire Down, who I think was from Minneapolis or something. And they had a—I remember they had a great song. I may have played them at some point called "Too Old." It's like a great, great song. Uh, and the new record is great too. I—I I, haven't digested it quite as. I, I have so much. I've been—I've gotten so many records in the mail, and I've been buying so much <laughs> that I just—I just. I just First world problems, so, baby. Yeah, it really, it really is. It really <laughs> is but it's funny. It's it's funny you say that though, buddy, because I was thinking about that today. I was on the treadmill, and um, I was listening to the new Doc Rotten. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, man, I've listened to this like three or four times now. I really, really like it. Yeah. But then it was like, it's so funny, man. Back in the day, I was like three or four times. You're starting to get a whole. You know, you're starting to know every yeah. song a little bit. You know, all the. But I was like, hmm, I don't know any of the words really, except for the chorus. Yeah. And I was like, back in the day, I know, know every words, word yeah. of every well, song. And it's like because I had so few albums, I would but probably listen to But you follow along it. with the lyric sheet when it was when you were listening to it the first couple times. And also, you're right. We just have too much, and that's why, yeah. unfortunately, we'll never know these new records we'll love them but we'll never love them the same way we loved a record that we were 15 or 16 that's just i just come to accept that i tell my kids that too i said you'll never have the relationship with the music that you do when you're 15 or 16 you're in your parents house you know you know what i mean you don't you have lots of time to listen and of course meanwhile my, our kids don't listen to records anyway they don't give a shit but it was the one song on youtube i was thinking i probably listened to that the first clash album or the first rich kids album probably a thousand times so i knew it backwards and forwards every word right the ramones same way whereas this a new album i get i might listen to it three times and it might be really good but i might listen to it three or four times because there's something new coming down the pike right every every week I remember going on vacation with my parents. Like, you know, I, I know I've talked about this in the past, but you know, I had a case that maybe held like twenty four cassettes. Yeah, and you would go 
I, we, you know, you were you you lived in England. You probably wasn't the same thing, but we, you know, we'd go road trips. We'd do it out in Texas. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a long one for you. Shit. Yeah, yeah, over and over again. You know, yeah. ignoring everyone and listening to Great White or whatever it was at the time. <laughs> what you had your little Walkman or something? Oh yeah, my little cassette Walkman. Yeah, not not Sony though. It was like a oh, generic like knockoff. I remember my first like Walkman. When they were getting big, I was probably like ten years old, you know. I'm picturing, Walkman's- dude. I'm picturing you in the back of like one of the Chevy Chase vacation movies. Oh, the big station wagon. Yeah, 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 you're like Anthony Michael Hall in the back, like ignoring everybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember my first one. I wanted to walk so bad. My first one, I got had like an antenna on it. Had no cassette or anything. It was just like a portable radio. Oh, portable you radio. Yeah. Into, yeah. Um, but uh, it's funny. I saw on on Facebook. It was a celebrity. Was it Tracy Guns or somebody? Some or is that metal a porn, guy. Is that a porn star? <laughs> no, it's, he's the guitar player for the LA Guns. Oh, but right. he was showing off this mint old GM station wagon. And everybody's like, oh, it's so cool. It's so cool. I'm like, you know what? That's the first car I ever ever drove when I was 16. Let me tell you something. It wasn't that cool rolling up in this big old right. grocery getter. I yeah. mean, the fact that it survived makes it kind of cool, but that was not a cool car. That was It was literally a grocery getter. It had a gate in the back so you could open it up and put your groceries in there and pile your five kids in there and go down to Arkansas or whatever. Go down to, yeah, Florida somewhere. Clear water or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hey, did you know today is International Clash Day? I did not know, nor did I care. <laughs> and I was, I saw that today on uh, Twitter, and I was like, "Why?" Yeah, the I took the, fuck? We, get, we get we get the day off work for that, so that was nice. I was I like, what? I was like, "Why the fuck is it International Clash Day?" But then I figured it out. I figured it out myself. Okay, you know why? Because it's the seventh of February. Yep, two seven. So the Clash got their name from the Culture Reggae Band. Um, the album was called When Two Sevens Clash. Was that right? Yeah. So it was two seven. So that's huh. why today is International Clash Day. Well, so, excellent. So you know what? So, what did you do? What did you do to celebrate? Uh, uh nothing to be honest. Well, at least you didn't have. A, at least you didn't die of a brain tumor while taking out your trash or whatever. Well, whatever killed him. <laughs> Jesus, cold. Um, the funny thing. <laughs> too soon. Too, <laughs> too soon. soon. Yeah, too soon. You made a lot of people uh, cry. Um, I mean, I would have played a Clash love song, but I couldn't think of one, so I would. <laughs> White, white riot. Unless you could think of one right right now, I'll, I could put one in. Otherwise, uh, otherwise I well, don't it's have. Funny. A I, I mean, the, I, I, you know, I've been reading this book for a long time. You guys are gonna think I'm retarded or something? How long it's taken me to read it? But I <laughs> it uh, has been reading, a while, dude. I read a couple pages before I go to sleep because I'm so tired. But that punk rock book by John Robb, and now it's to the street punk section. Mm-hmm. And they're just slagging up the Clash. They're like, you know, the Oi music, that was the working class music. The Clash were a bunch of posh boys, you know. Who was saying they, this? Uh, was John Robb saying this? Uh, no, no. It was, it was uh, I don't know, maybe the singer of the Sham 69 or something, or Menzie or one of these guys, or Gary yeah. Bushel, maybe. Might have yeah. been Gary Bushel. Basically, you know, Joe Strummer's dad was a diplomat. You know, they lived in big houses. They were all middle class, you know. They were. Well, but the Oi. The Oi guys were poor, you know, dirt farmers. Dirt farmers. I don't think Paul Simonon was a, was a rich guy at all. I, the bass I, player. I he was, a, you know, he was. But yeah, I mean, of course, I don't hold that against Joe. You know, that's that's silly to hold well, that against him. Bushel does. No, maybe not. I mean, you, no, can't, you, you can't help what family you're born into. You know what I mean? Yeah, no kidding, yeah. dude. I curse my. my I wish my grandpa would have bought like. Would have put up self storage unit. That seems to be the biggest business now. Like if if my family would have, we should have a self storage empire because no that's shit, all. Yeah. That's all they build now. Yeah. No Everywhere shit. you go. 
They, clo- in- oh, they close Macy's? Oh, it's self-storage now. That, that in Starbucks or something, right? Yeah, yeah I guess. But, I mean, I, I, I mean, I agree with you. I don't think, you know, if you're, you, you shouldn't be ashamed because your parents worked hard. Unless they, you know, you know, exploited somebody to get rich, then maybe... You know, you have to get back, but you shouldn't feel one bit bad. These people are like, oh, you know, I'm so privileged. I'm like, you're not privileged. Grandpa busted his ass so you could have an easier life, you know? Don't feel bad about that. Yeah. Well, I, I annoyed Lydia one day by saying stuff like that. And saying, well, you should have tried harder in school. Otherwise, you wouldn't be begging on the street corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, could, that didn't go down. That didn't go no. down too well. <laughs> believe it on. Believe it on that. So yeah, International Clash Day today. So uh, everybody uh, play. You know, rock the Casbah or some shit. There you uh, go. So um, we did our six drinks of punk episode. Mm. Because I'd heard uh, that douchebag. Watch play song. Watch oh, play. No, I, I will in a second. I will. This okay. will take a second. So, because okay. I heard that douchebag, uh, whatever the hell it was, do his six strings of punk. What, what band is he from? Rosenstock. Rosenstock. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. I believe our friend Richard White was seeing him tonight in yeah. England somewhere. Yeah, and of course he showed us. He showed us videos. We're like, yeah, better you than me, buddy. Yeah, of course the big douche had to have a big like rainbow flag behind him because of, <laughs> of, course, of course he did, right? Yeah. Um, virtuous, All are welcome, Neil. Virtuous. All are welcome. Well, it's not even that. It's just why. You have to virtue signal to everybody. You fool. Um, but anyway, I heard one yesterday that was actually really good on um, uh, what uh, what's it called? Thinky Punk, the Punk Channel on the uh, oh faction, oh faction Punk. Yeah, thank you. On the on the satellite radio, it was Matt Skiba from Alkaline Trio. Yep. Uh, and, suburban Chicagoite. Yeah, and his was really fucking good. I mean, not as good as one of ours would be, but it was getting up there. Hmm. So first song he had, "Pay to Come," "Bad Brains." Nice. Second was New Rose, The Damned. Nice. Third song was Ramon's song, but he did Daytime Dilemma, which is an unusual one. Ooh, right? Later. Yeah, okay. later. Yeah. What's then that, he, from Too Tough to Die? Yeah, Too Tough to Die, exactly. Um, then 1945, Social Distortion. Wow. And he, and he told a little story about why he was picking each one, and they were, it, was so, it was really interesting. You got hmm. to know a little bit about him. So the Social D one was... Um, the first, I think he said his first gig, or the first time he saw them anyway, it was like in 1989 in the Ball and Chain tour. And he was like, and this is a good quote, he goes, you know, everyone in the audience either wanted to fuck Mike or they wanted to be Mike. <laughs> which, there you go. Which I could see that completely, right? Yeah. Now, I, I would guess he's about my age, right? 50-ish? Same age as me. Who? who? Skiba. Oh, Skiba. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, nah, yeah. Ness is a little... Yeah, Mice is about the same age. Yeah, yeah, Ness yeah, is the same age as me, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Skiba's probably the same age as you, yeah. So... Because uh, it's funny you say you say that because I must admit, I'm a little bit of an Alkaline Trio fan. And for some reason, the other day, I saw they have a new album. Out. It's called yeah. Eyeballs and something. I don't know. Something in Eyeballs. I haven't bought their last couple albums, but I was a... I must admit, I actually liked Alkaline Trio quite a bit. I like their gothy stuff. The, I like Crimson. I like From Here to Infirmary. I like. Uh, I think I have all their albums until Is This Thing Cursed? At least all their proper albums. Not all these live albums and acoustic albums and all this stuff. But I was, uh, yeah, I was a pretty big Alkaline Trio fan. And uh, I put them on Spotify. And since I don't have premium anymore, it just mixes them up. It won't let me listen to like a full album all the way through. But I got to tell you, I really quite enjoyed it. I'm going to get to that in a second, actually. So, okay. for, uh, the fifth song was Fugazi. He did a Fugazi song. I can't remember which one, but it wasn't... Was it, was it like Waiting Room? It wasn't like Waiting a, Room. It wasn't okay. the famous one. It was kind of awful, actually, because I don't like Fugazi. But, um, ah, real hit or miss for me. And then his sixth choice was uh, one that... Um, 
one of our one of our listeners had uh, and his best of the year from last year. It was that Canadian band Homefront. Huh. So that was his that was his sixth choice. So I thought that was a really solid. Is this supposed to be what got you into punk? Yeah, I I think they toured with Homefront and I, they must huh. have really liked them or whatever. I, but yeah, you're right. That doesn't familiar. that doesn't exactly fit. But yeah, the you're right. It sounds familiar, but I don't. And that's not it's not really ringing a bell musically. It's like synth. There's a lot of synth in it. Uh, I mean, they're okay. They're okay. They're not bad at all. And then in between, uh, anyway, in between, he also played a couple of Alkaline Trio tracks off the new record. So I downloaded it, and it's it's okay. It's it certainly isn't unpleasant. I didn't I didn't dislike it, but um, yeah. I just wish they'd cut loose. It seems like they they're holding back. I just wish they'd cut loose sometimes. But yeah, mm. it was pretty good. Pretty good. It's the thing with them is they would be a little more. They could be guilty of being more formulaic pop punk if it wasn't for the lyrics are just have a are a little darker and a little more clever. I think than most people who are doing mm-hmm. that style. It's yeah. got a little. Like I said, it's got that little bit of goth. Yeah. Kind of influence or something. So so you know, are you gonna play another like trio song? I am not. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to uh, 1977, Vibrator's first album, and we are gonna play their classic "Baby Baby." Again, baby, for, baby, for, baby. For Valentine's Day, hold your lady you close and your wallet closer. Bye bye. <laughs>
vibrates is there with Baby Baby, which off their classic first album, which if you don't have it, you should go and buy it immediately. Pure Mania. Pure Mania. Yeah, exactly. Even though the title track is on the second album. Mm. So, funnily enough. I don't know the second one. The first two Vibrators albums are both fantastic. The second album is called V2, and it's mm. fantastic, but after that, they basically lost the plot. But the mm. first two are essential, as they the say. The last... 15 years, they have spent basically re-recording Punk's Greatest Hits, whether it's their own or, like, I have this thing, it's called, like, Vibrator 77. It's just them doing, like, it's, like, literally, like, Greatest Hits of 77. They do it well. I mean, it's it's not, like, nothing exceptional about it, but, you know, they're solid. Uh, another one of those bands that towards the end when they were touring, I think it was basically the drummer was the only one from the original band who was in there. And they, they made their last album, they announced couple years ago so i don't know if they're totally done or what oh i think well i and actually uh we got reached out to by so when it was that last that last touring band was basically just the drummer the guitarist and the bass player who i guess played with them for like 10 15 years you know during that during that whole period Hmm. um they're now doing a band called buzzing bullets uh, whether it's they're basically doing the vibrators set, but, oh. they're not, but they're not call themselves the vibrators, which I appreciate. And uh, supposedly they have the blessing of the brightest of the vibrators to do it. Oh. And um, our old buddies, the Godoys, are in the band with them. Oh, nice! So they wanted to come on at some point. They actually reached That's out to us. That's right. I remember you mentioned yeah. that. Yeah. So maybe we'll have buzzing bullets on, and we'll see what's up with what's up with those guys. Yeah. So it's been a long time since we've had the Godoys. They didn't get us canceled the first time, but maybe they did they their can, best. Maybe they can finish <laughs> us off this, this time. Yes. Yeah, um, we'll see if they've mellowed any in the uh, uh, I'm gonna in say the years. No. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm gonna say no. Yeah, I'm I mean, no we, we'd be disappointed if they did, right? Oh, hundred. Yeah, no, there's no, there's no doubt. I mean, I love those guys. They're as authentic as the fucking day is long. You know, yeah, those guys are fucking great. Hey, I have to say a big uh, R.I.P. Wayne Kramer died. One of your yeah. one of your Detroit uh, friends, right? Oh, dude! You know what? We gotta play out with it. Let's play out with a MC5 song. I forgot all about that. I should have picked an MC5 song. All right. Uh, Cape is kind of a surprise to me. I mean, he had cancer, pancreatic cancer, or something, right? Or liver cancer? Or something. He had something. Yeah, something. Some kind of cancer. I didn't know it. I because I had read recently that they were gonna put out a new MC5 record, which I thought was a horrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it might be excellent, but once again, yeah, probably you know, not. Yeah, you know, MC Five put out three albums: nineteen sixty nine, nineteen seventy, nineteen seventy one. Anything beyond that is, as the kids would say, not canon. You know, mm-hmm. doesn't exist in the cinematic universe or whatever. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same with the same with the Stooges. You know, Stooges put out three albums: seventy, seventy one, seventy three. That's it. You know. Or 69, 70, 70, I don't know, whatever it is. But, uh, but yeah, I, I got to see MC50, which was Wayne Kramer's uh, sort of MC5. It was They was just played MC5 songs, and it was really cool, and I really enjoyed it. So I was glad I got to see him that one time, but that was it. Hmm. So, so his who, book. Who his was in book, the original the band? Is, who was in the original band that during that MC50 tour? Was it just him? Just him, yeah. Oh, Dennis okay. Machine Gun Thompson, the drummer, is the last man standing, but I think health-wise he didn't do it or couldn't do it or didn't want to do it. I mean, like I said, they were in their mid-70s. Sure. The original band, of course, Rob Tyner, the singer, died in the 90s. The other guitar player, Fred Sonic Smith, I think also died in the 90s. Married to Patti Smith. 
and the bass player, his name was, oh, I don't know, but he's he's dead also. Hmm. So it's funny of the original like nine punk rock guys from. You can't even call the MC5 punk rock, really. They were... Proto-punk, yeah. Well, the thing is, you know, they considered themselves free jazz. Later on, when Wayne got out of prison and made his uh, albums on Epitaph, he sort of, you know, acknowledged that they they were an influence on punk, and that was made a couple of sort of punky records, but they never really considered themselves punk. That's why I think Stooges are really the first punk band because whether they know it or not, or whether they call themselves that or not, because they were just so limited in their abilities, but they made this amazing music. The MC Five were good musicians; hmm. they could play. They could play. You know, they started on the mid '60s. They were playing the bars in Detroit, which had a real lively music scene in the late '60s, early seven. You know, late mid to late '60s. I know we've talked about this before, but literally, you had General Motors, Ford, Chrysler all working three shifts, so you could go into a bar at eight o'clock in the morning if you're a third shift and see a band play. Hmm. That's so crazy. Like, so yeah, there was so much live music, and of course, obviously, Motown and you know the the soul music and all that. So, but uh, yeah, it, his book, the hard stuff, I can't recommend it enough. Wayne Kramer's book this is his autobiography. It's wonderful. Hmm. It's a great story. Terrible junkie, you know. Did that band with Johnny Thunders, and they just were terrible heroin addicts and stumbled around. But at the end of his life, he. Uh, you know, cleaned up, found some redemption. So it's 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 cool. It's a cool book. It's interesting. Talks about growing up in Detroit before everything got in the sixties when everything kind of fell apart. So it's 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 a cool cool book and I yeah, I'm sad to see him go. He was one of the good ones. So So we lost him and uh, we also lost someone you wouldn't know, but uh, was a big deal to me, um, in the early eighties was um a radio one DJ called Annie Nightingale. Yeah, I saw so, that name. It did not mean... I don't think yeah. Americans know who that is. Yeah, so she was a Radio 1 DJ, but she was also more famously... she. There was a TV show in England called the Old Grey Whistle Test. Yep, I know the name. Where they would have, they would have bands on. It would be like an hour-long show late at night, like 11 o'clock at night or something like that. Hidden away on like BBC Two. And it was the home of like... Going from like 72. And it was the home of prog rock, right? Jethro Tull mm. would be on all the time. Shit like that. Gotcha. And they used to have an original host on there called Whispering Bob Harris who was a real douchebag um, <laughs> but anyway um, they would never hard to have, believe anybody whispering anything <laughs> could be a douchebag um, I th- yeah Whispering Bob Harris yeah um, but anyway so they would never have punk rock on because he thought it was he thought it wasn't real music mm. but then he was kicked out in the late 70s and Annie Nightingale took his place and mm. she immediately had a lot of punk rock bands on so the Damned were on there Penetration were on there lots of oh, the jam everybody was on there and um, so she was very open to all that kind of stuff so um, but anyway she sadly died a couple weeks ago so yeah R.I.P. Mm. to Wayne Kramer and Annie Nightingale huh. yeah that's a big well, I'm gonna, I, 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 you know I want to play a really angry song by The Piss but now I sort of think we should play a MC5 song Sure. Well, maybe, I'll save, yeah. maybe I'll save the maybe I'll save the piss for next week. Oh, you can play them back to back. It's fine. I don't care. It's our show, dude. We can do whatever the fuck we want. That's true, boy. This will really. All right. So you know the, which I which MC five trying... song? The only one I know really is "Kick Out the Jams." Obviously. Oh, I was thinking like Teenage Lust or. That's fine. Well, dude, I, you know them much better than I do. I was gonna say they actually have a really nice kind of love song called "Let Me Try," but let's do Teenage Lust, and then I'm gonna back it up with the Pissed with their song P I S T. Um, I was shocked to see how many people seem to be excited about this new Pissed album. People who are normally like pop punk people, 
I, I didn't really know the band had that wide of an influence. Like I said, they're from Connecticut. They're a hardcore band. They were around for like four years, three years, four years. Made one proper album. Did a shit ton of singles and splits and all that kind of stuff like mm-hmm. bands did back in those days. When was this? Was it mid-90s? Yeah, mid-90s. Okay. okay. Well, the funny thing is, too, is the mid-90s. And the mid-90s, obviously, was the ascent of Green Day, the ascent of The Offspring. So these guys were really doing the opposite of that. They were mm-hmm. trying to be punk you know they were they were anarchists or whatever they were trying to be punk they weren't trying to make a million dollars not that they would have anyway i mean it's very harsh you know much more harsh music but anyway this is the first song on the new album the new album is called is risen which bothers me i gotta say it's called the pissed is risen I, I, it doesn't it doesn't work for me it should have just been risen or something i don't know but these are small problems right these are first world problems anyway we're gonna play the song p-i-s-t first we're gonna play great love ballad by mc5 Teenage Lust, and then we're going to play the piss. <laughs> okay, let's go for it.
All right, first there you heard MC5 uh, with the classic Teenage Lust. Which what album is that off of, Tom? Do you know? Uh, uh, I think that's from back in the USA, but right. it might be from. I think it's from back in the USA. All right, and then we so had... Kick Up the Jams is the first album. Obviously, it was recorded live. Uh, came on '69. Then they did two studio albums. They're all three of those are worth owning. I actually think the studio albums are kind of underrated because everybody like, oh, Kick Up the Jams, Kick Up the Jams. Kick Up the Jams is a cool record, but it's got a lot of sort of jammy, psychedelic stuff. Right. The records, I think, are actually a little more focused, the studio albums. Here we go. So, yeah, um, uh, Teenage Lust was, in fact, on Back in the USA. Yes. Two versions of a Teenage Lust were released, a censored version with Girl and an uncensored version with Bitch in the final verse. There you go. Yeah. So there you go. We'll try and play. Hopefully, we played the one with bitch in it. So hopefully. Um, so tender anyway, Tom, yeah. Tender Tom didn't tend- mean for that to happen. <laughs> tender, yeah. tender Tom wants the censored one. Angry Tom wants the uncensored one. Yeah, exactly. Um, so anyway, yeah. So MC5, Teenage Lust, and then the Pissed with P I S T off their brand new record, um, which you is should, risen. You should buy is risen. Is that's a t- right? It's Have a, it. So it's terrible. It's name. actually put up by like four different labels. Havoc is one of them, uh, Profane Existence, and then a couple of uh, dis- Disassembled, I think, and one other one that's like foreign, I think, because I can't. It's got too many Vs in it or something. Um, but uh, yeah, those and those are all great mail order places. Now, granted, you're not going to get your Green Day 30th anniversary album from their distro, but they got some cool uh, hardcore records and some classic stuff they stock to so yeah check out havoc i've always liked them i've ordered for them and i probably ordered for them almost every year for the last many many years they always have good stuff so um finally looking at the track list of back in the usa i see the song call me animal and the digits actually uh, covered that there's a lot of covers on that album i feel like because it's got tutti fruity it's got it's that that album is a very much a rock and roll album i would say the Times uh, high times is a little more uh, psychedelic. But, uh, uh, well, anyway, the digits covered "Call Me Animal," mm. so that was on one of the later releases. So uh, obviously, Rick Sims, episode seventeen. If you haven't heard that episode, go. go back and listen Boy. to it. It was a great one. And if you want to hear back. more about the Detroit scene on uh, that early '60s, mid '60s, late '60s Detroit scene, um, listen to make sure you listen to episode two hundred and twelve with Hiawatha Bailey, uh, who was yes. there in that scene, and that is, I would say, it's one of the episodes I'm most proud of that we've. Yeah, ever that was a fun one. That it was, was. A good one. and that was all down to you, man. You were you were plugging him for a while, trying to get him for a while, and I was always like, this might not be a great get but he was a fantastic fantastic guest well i'll tell you what i've given up on trying to figure out who's going to be good and who's not true yeah because you just you just don't know we've and and uh yeah i, I mean know. i mean you're right because I, I had no idea our last show dicky devil um i should i'm sorry ronan james i should say whatever um, the hell his name is yeah he I, was a live wire i had no idea what he was going to be like but he was actually a yeah. fantastic guest he was uh you know more than happy to and, and once again i can the amount of guests we've had that have been really that have been really bad i can count on one hand right easily you know so and that's i don't know that might be when we if we ever do if and when we get something like uh a patreon or something going where we do extra episodes for people who are willing to sponsor us or whatever that's the kind of stuff we could dig into right we could get nasty because the only people who it's like i'll tell you what if you want to hear us talking bad about you you're gonna have to pay (laughs) i have to pay 
and we've only had we've had one episode we've had to pull and we've had one episode that we never even put up yeah. so maybe on the patreon you can uh, oh boy yeah yeah we'll see um anyway we'll do we'll we'll do we'll do short episodes where we talk about those episodes and stick them in the holes stick it in the hole there you go for valentine's day that's it lovely thanks tommy that's all we can hope for um so uh do you have anything else you wanted to do you want it to bullshit about i mean we we haven't done record shopping in ages but i have a figure that could be an entire episode because we haven't talked about it in months and I've, i uh yeah i bought a ton a, a ton a ton yeah. of records you know one thing i will say my uh i've been going to movies i've seen three movies already this year what have you seen oh actually at the movies or at home yeah at the movies oh, what oh have you seen? at home i'm much i just watch 80s horror movies um i've seen uh night swim horrible new horror movie terrible I've seen Godzilla minus one, which was pretty good. Uh, and then last Saturday, so last Saturday I went and saw uh, the Beekeeper, which is retarded, but I enjoyed it. What the fuck is the Beekeeper? Michael Stratham or whatever his name is. Oh, Jason Statham. Jason Stratham, yeah, just yeah. killing people. Um, my sons are both big movie buffs, so they have this thing where they pay like $24 a month or something, and then go up to three movies a week. I think I've mentioned this. It's our local mm-hmm. chain here. Well, my son's wife has one, but she travels almost every weekend. So he gets a, her ticket for me, because, you know, who are you to challenge my gender, bro? Whatever. And... uh we uh, yeah, so we've been going to movies. So I got to work this weekend, so I'm not going to go. But yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of strange. So I go for more or less for free. I drive. I shouldn't say I go for free because last time I, I drive and I went to, went to lunch afterwards. It was like almost eighty bucks for lunch. So I guess yeah, I yeah. probably should just go just go to the movies. <laughs> so what? Yeah. what here, here's a question because I don't know this. Um, the many times I've been to Coopersville, is there a movie theater in Coopersville? No, no, no. no. There used to be back in the day. You know, back in the day. Before people, you know, obviously now it's 15 minutes, we have everything we want 15 minutes away by car. But, you know, back in the day, yeah, we had a little bowling alley, a little movie theater, long before my time. Is that because but, a lot uh, of people moved out of Coopersville, or is that just because things changed? No, no, they just, no, it's it's consistently grown, but it's just small. No, but I think it's just, back in the day, you know, people just didn't travel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't, it wasn't like now where you drove in your car and drive 20 miles. You just didn't do it. You just stayed closer to home, so... Or if so, people's or if people's uh, attitudes just change because movie theater. Last time I went to the movie theater, I saw Napoleon the other month, the other week, and it was empty. The movie theater was empty. So uh, that, that movie I, we went to Saturday, which was the uh, that beekeeper. Uh, there was three other people there. There was yeah, three see, of us. See, that's what I'm saying. I don't. Think, I don't know if people even go out anymore. But maybe COVID being, changed that. I don't know. That being said, Neil, they don't. It's not like they have, to have people run the projectors or anything anymore. It's all. You know what I mean? It doesn't really yeah. cost them anything to run. Uh, there was one part where their dialogue was so bad that the three of us were just howling with laughter. <laughs> I'll have to watch this. It sounds. But funny. it's it's an entertaining movie. It's a it was a violence movie, an action movie. You know, yeah. I won't I won't remember it in a month, but. Uh, but yeah, so it's funny because I, I probably go to like three movies a year, and I've already gone to three this year, and I uh, I think we'll probably keep doing it. So no, it's always a fun night out. I, I wish I did it more. I, well, we go to matinees. You know, we dropped my wife watching yeah. a movie, and I go with my sons, and yeah, it's fun. I looked last week actually. I thought about going, but I couldn't see a single fucking thing I wanted to see. My, that's my wife. She's got like two gift cards. She's got like a literally like a hundred dollars worth of gift cards to the local theaters. Mm-hmm. 
but we don't know what's shown. Part of it is because we don't have regular TV or cable TV anymore, so you don't see the ads. Yeah. So the only time you see previews is when you go to the movies. I just go to Fandango or whatever and see what's, yeah, what's playing. I but when I, when I looked, it was like, Jesus Christ, it's all like kid, little kids' movies? Or yeah. it's uh, weird slasher movies, you know? And Well, I'm uh, up for weird slasher movies. I know you are. <laughs> I'll probably go watch one right now, as a matter of fact. There's that new Honey Bear movie. Uh, Oh, the Winnie, Winnie the, the Blood. Honey. Winnie we the watched Pooh the first one. That was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I got to tell you, that was. <laughs> but you got to go back to see the second one. Nice one. I don't know. <laughs> the new the theaters by us, I, they, I, and I don't know, probably by you too, or at least out in the suburbs. It's like you have your own bed. I mean, it's yes. it, it's amazing. Yep. It is. It Not is. like the old days where you had to be touching strangers' arms and stuff. Not that you don't mind doing that. So yeah, that's my new life deal. That's my new life: bad <laughs> movies, and heavy metal concerts at the hockey rink. That's my. <laughs> And I, and I wanted to add. I've been so the porch just come back. I've been meaning to say this whole episode. This is the first episode we've ever done where we actually have our cameras turned on. Yeah. So I'm watching Tom lying on the portrait, uh, fortress pillow. Oh Jesus Christ! I can't say it. The pillow fortress <laughs> of solitude. And uh, I'm Neil sitting I'm at sitting his desk up. all alert. But both of us yeah. close our eyes a lot when we talk. So yeah, we do. I'm. Uh, I just. What were you drinking earlier? Just water. Oh, I was drinking a big gin and tonic. I'm on work. I'm on. I'm on call this week, and I'm. I'm sort of, I don't know. I'm kind of trying to give up drinking. I'm, a, I'm a working on a. I, I gotta get my. I gotta improve my health a little bit. I'm not gonna live to see a ripe old age if I don't get my shit together. So I've sort of been trying to eat a little better, trying not to drink at home. I mean, I still go out, you know, socially drink, but. Dude, last Sunday, uh, one of my buddies from work said that very unexpectedly. He goes, oh, let's go out to the Pleasant House Pub, which is down by Reggie's, right? He yep. goes, let's go down there Sunday morning and watch soccer and eat an English breakfast. And I'm like, all right. So we got together a posse of us from work, and four of us went down there and uh, had a good time at the Pleasant House, hmm. um, drank a lot. But then, like an idiot, as you are when you're drinking, we're like, well, I don't want to go home yet. So we drove up to um, Celtic, uh, not Celtic, not Duke of Perth, uh-huh. and we had a couple there. And then we finished off at the Globe, which is an English soccer pub on the oh. north side. And uh, so I was absolutely wrecked Sunday night and just feeling <laughs> miserable Monday. So I haven't. This is my first drink actually since uh, since Sunday. So there you I go tonight. So yeah, it's too yeah. Late. I do. I, I well, I say I got to work this weekend, so it's not an issue. But I have been kind of like I don't drink all week, and then Friday night I usually I was struggling with not overdoing it a little bit. Yeah. Especially when I've been drinking liquor, too. I haven't really been drinking beer too much. so hmm. It's always a little trickier to keep that balance with liquor when you get to that late night and you just start down on one right after another. Yep. Especially when you're a big spender like me and you drink freaking house whiskey, you know? <laughs> like drinking Heaven's, Heaven's Hill and fake Diet Coke. Don't even know what that is, but it sounds like it'll give you cancer. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to play oh. my last song of the night. Okay. Um, I'm going to finish it off with the Only Ones classic, Another Girl, Another Planet. Ah, yes. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Let's, you, again, if you don't know this, I got into an argument with people online because they thought The Replacements wrote it. And I'm like, no, The Replacements covered it, you fucking douchebags. Did The Replacements cover it? I think Blink-182 covered it, too. It's been covered a lot. But the replacements did cover it, yeah. Mm. But, the, but so did Blink One Eighty Two or some one of those shitty bands. Anyway, yeah, only ones. Uh, another girl, another planet. Gives me gives me chills. Mm-hmm. 
Peter Parrot and the only ones with another girl, another planet. Never listen, never listen to them. I only know that one song. Um, it's certainly the highlight. Their their albums are kind of hit or miss, kind of like the Richard Hell first album. Hmm. A couple of classics, and then you know some because one of his guitarists was an old prog rock guy, so it sound, hmm. it sounds like it. You know, how many flute solos? No, no, nothing like that. No, I mean oh. it's it's guitar, you know, guitar stuff, but it's uh, you know. And at night, not, the fairies come out to dance. Not 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 classic punk. It's not Sham sixty nine by any means. <laughs> it's not it's not Hurry Up Harry, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's amazing he's still alive. Really, he had a bad heroin at uh, heroin habit. Mm. In fact, he played on um, the Johnny Thunder's So Alone album. Peter Perry oh, okay. played on a lot of that. Yeah. Well, I, you, when you said we, you were going to play punk love songs, one thing I think all all the songs being punk love songs would probably be a little bit much. But that was the first song. I, I mean, I always think first song I always think it was "I Want to Be Your Boyfriend." The Ramones. That's oh, like yeah. the first. Yeah. But the other one was yeah, you can't wrap your arms around a memory. A great Johnny Thunder song. Can't wrap your arms around a memory. Yeah. Well, except that's a breakup song. That would be different. I guess. Yeah. Anyway, 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 Tom. Well, thank you for hanging out tonight, and thank you. No, it's fun, man. It's good. It's been a while. Yeah. We've had a few interviews in a row, so it's yeah. good to catch up. Yeah, we didn't catch up with our record collecting very much. I, by the time we do, I'm gonna I have a list of like 50 things. Uh, yeah, and then I've got a couple of other ideas for solo shows that I think was, could be really interesting. Actually, stuff that maybe some people have never heard before by some favorite by some famous bands. So uh, I think that could be an interesting one. Well, it's funny. Part of my, my song list was partially inspired by our listener Brian in uh, Virginia because he said he put a. Like I said I might have mentioned this earlier. He put a Facebook post that said, "What's some bands you missed from last year?" So, oh yeah, that was that's a good, why that I played a, a couple of those. Too. Yeah, and he also sent us an email at some point that said something 
some of them are, how about you know lesser known albums by bigger bands so that's something you 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 kind of alluded to it earlier when we were yeah. talking before so that's something we might try to dig into i think so i think that would be fairly interesting actually yeah so anyway night night everybody i'm gonna go make my coffee and i had to get up an hour early this morning so i'm a little sleepy Tom hasn't opened his eyes for the last 20 minutes, just so you know, because he's on camera. That's I'm looking, I'm That's looking right true. up his nose. Looking That's right up his true. nose. It's good. I'm staring at the ceiling fan. Very <laughs> dusty. <laughs> That's the one thing about being on camera, is sometimes you don't forget that you forget that you are, and especially at work, when we have Zoom meetings or something at work. You know, it could be an hour-long Zoom Take meeting. Take your pants off. Dude, one time, we had a fucking... It was a... It was a meeting for all the the uh, techs, for all the all the IT people, and this guy that I'd hired, unfortunately, he gets on and his fuck his finger is shoved right up his nose, like ah. for, for like five minutes, and some woman screamed. It was uh, oh, it was on. fucking it was yeah it was because she just got on and then the first thing she sees is this guy with his finger shoved up to the second knuckle of his fucking nose. So yeah, <laughs> so if you're in Zoom meetings, people remember that you're on camera. Look at the light and just remember that. Yeah. Anyway, All right. yeah, words to live by from the punks exactly. and crew. So, yeah. yeah, anybody, keep a little mark in your heart. Stay yeah. free, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll smell you later. Smell you later, everybody. Bye bye. I don't love you for your graveyard eyes. I don't love you for your shaven thighs. I just love you for that beat, 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 beat it. I don't love you for your tattered time. I don't love you and I don't know why. I just love you for that beat, 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 beat it. I've got a safety pin stuck in my heart. For you, for you. I've got a safety pin stuck in my heart. For you, for you. I don't love you for your professed hate I don't love you for your cards of fate I just love you for that beat, 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 beating I don't love you for your painted shoes I don't love you for your friends you never choose I just love you for that beat, 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 beating I've got a safety pin stuck in my heart For you, for you I've got a safety pin stuck in my heart For you, for you I've got a safety pin stuck in my heart For you, for you I've got a safety pin stuck in my heart For you, for you I don't love you for your many reasons Propaganda, doctrines, treasons All I know is that beat, 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 beat it I've got an ear inflamed on my dog chain Painted faces, painted nose, my shirt It's all that beat, 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 beat I've got a safety pin stuck in my heart For you, for you I've got a safety pin stuck in my heart For you, for you I've got a safety pin stuck in my heart For you, for you I've got a safety pin stuck in my heart For you, for you For you, for you For you, for you For you, for you, for you, for you, for you I got a city pen stuck in my heart For you, for you, for you, for you, for you I got a city pen stuck in my heart For you
Okay, that brings us to the end of another show. Hope you enjoyed it. Remember, keep a little mark in your heart, and we'll be back the same mark time, same mark channel. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Ah, <laughs> ever get the feeling you've been cheated? Good night. What a fucking rotter. What a load of old shit. Thank you, fuck you, bye, boom. Okay.